Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Can you Gucci? Yes. All right. Ooh, ooh. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, and you are listening to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today, I'm very excited. First of all, I'm out here in L.A. Yes, I guess it popping. I travel to get the people that I want. And I got one of the most influential people in the industry, media maven, producer, author, Entrepreneur, help me please with all your many titles. Just getting it done. Getting it done. This is getting it done. We got Karen Civil in the building. What's up, Karen? I'm so excited to be here. No, first of all, shout out to my brother Carlos King. Shout out to Los. I told him that I uh, wanted to interview you, and I was like, "Yo, plug me up real quick. Like, she's she's pretty dope. I want to get to know her. I want my listeners to get to know her story, and I want the woman to be inspired by other women like yourself." Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for Carlos for making this happen. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want this podcast for everyone that's new to it mm-hmm. to know that when I do this, mm-hmm. I like to get the backstory. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's very important mm-hmm. to know where you started, mm-hmm. humble beginnings to where you are yeah. now. So let's go there. Okay. Karen Civil, mm-hmm. tell me how it was for you growing up in New Jersey, correct? Yes. Talk so, to me about that. So I was originally born in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and our school, me and my brother went to PS 181, and the school had asbestos, and they closed down, and they sent all the kids to, like, different boroughs and things to go to school. But for some reason, we didn't get in. Um, and they had, like, Boys and Girl Scouts. So we would have to go to Boys and Girl Scouts for, like, three, four hours. Yeah. My parents, my mom especially, was not having that. She was like, wait a minute. My kids aren't going to school for eight hours. They're going to school for four. Oh, wow. And they're home by 1230. Negative. Um, <laughs> so just one day we came back home and my mom was like, yeah, we got a house in Jersey. I'm like, what? For what? You know, we had the brownstone. Our family lived in Brooklyn. It was right. perfect. And, I, and at this age, you said you were I was like six. six? Yeah, okay. I was six. I was in the first grade. And she transferred me to... Um, Lafayette Middle School so even though we didn't like they were still closing on the house and everything every morning we would get up and have to go to school in Jersey because my mom was she was pressed to make sure we had an education she was adamant about it yeah she was very adamant about it that we weren't just getting badges and learning how to set fires and little things (laughs) so she wanted us to have an education so we eventually moved to Jersey um, and it was definitely it was definitely different for me because um, Elizabeth, to me, was very segregated. Like, mm. all the Haitian people lived in one area, Portuguese lived in one area, Puerto Ricans lived in one area, and that's because they chose to. Okay. You know, just people were just adapted to who they were comfortable with. And we lived on Jefferson Ave, which was a predominantly Haitian area. Um, and you're Haitian mm-hmm. yourself, that's your background. But what set me and my brother apart was um, when we went to, like, when we went to go enroll into school, like, they assumed, they were like, oh, you're Haitian. They just assumed me and my brother didn't speak English. Because oh. at the time, 
a lot of kids who were coming from Haiti, we were born here, but a lot of kids who came from Haiti and they just put them in ESL, which was a 303 class. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. My kids read and speak English. So <laughs> probably better than half the kids in this class, um, in their class. So you're not about to put them in ESL. You're going to put them in regular class. So me and my brother were the only, like, non were the only like Haitian kids who weren't in there. So the Haitian kids didn't really get get with us. The black Did you get kids, hit with the you think you better? Yes. Oh wow. So, and then on top we of that We will do that to each other, right? As people, un, period. Un, unfortunately and then yeah. on top of that it's like my name was Karen. So they're like, okay, your name's not Marie, Joseph. You know, you know the, the typical, typical names. So they're like, your name's is Karen and Mike. So my brother didn't really get picked on because mm-hmm. he was just the all around great athlete, super smart. But for some reason, they picked on me because I was very quiet and shy and a wallflower. So mm-hmm. people just saw that, like, oh, she thinks she's better. No, I just don't have nothing to add to a conversation. I don't want to talk to you. I'm just in my own world. I want to go home to my Barbie dolls. I just have nothing to say. I want to go read. Right. So, right. you know, it was very hard the first few years. And my brother was really my best friend. Like, people used to pick on me. And I did not get into any fights. My brother did it for me. And it was just, it was tough growing up. But... Honestly, I don't. I wouldn't change a thing because it, it taught me to have thick skin. Just made me just realize, like you know, you gotta count on your family. You just have to understand you're not like everybody else. And I feel like that moving to New Jersey showed me, like Karen, you are different. That was the first thing that set the tone for me. That let me know that my life was always gonna be different from everyone else's. Right. Yeah. So growing up knowing that you're different from everyone else, mm-hmm. and when did you? What was it when you watched TV or listened to music that you felt? inspired by other women you realize hey i'm not in this alone who were some of the women growing up that kind of inspired you and made you feel okay they get it i get them they get me i loved um teen summit with ananda lewis and then she eventually i believe went over to mtv i loved ananda lewis i loved carson daly because he was like a chameleon when TRL was on, he would look like he was part of NSYNC. And then when Juvenile came on, he'd have the gold teeth. Yes. So I like the fact that you couldn't really label him. He could yeah. hang with whoever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest, to me, my biggest role model was Angie Martinez. Because with Angie Martinez, to me, she set the tone on how I didn't have to put myself in a box. Um, you can do more than one thing. And it's not about how you look. Because when we tuned into Hot 97, like you didn't know what she wore. You you didn't care how her hair was done. If she had on makeup. We didn't know. This. You, didn't, you just she tuned was the in voice. for her. Yes. Yeah, her personality. So, yes. You just tuned in for her voice, what she had to say when Biggie died. You, you weren't listening to the, you weren't watching the news. You were listening to what she said when Tupac died. When like it was beef happening and everything else. And then when she switched over and was like, you know what? I'm about to put out a rap album. People was like, she can't do that. I'm like, she just set the tone. Yes, she can. Did you have that album? I had that album. She set the, like, she <laughs> set the tone on top of that. And yeah. it was just like, I'm like, damn, she's she's on the, you would listen to her on the radio. And then it was just like, now you're seeing her on the TV performing with like on Ladies Night Remix. And I was like, yo, she's like, this is Angie on the mic. Butter, pecan, vegan. Got, got the, the sugar, got, got the spice. spice. I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, dang, you can, she can really just, I was like, we can do it all. Mm-hmm. So that really was like an eye opener for me that like, we don't have to necessarily, you know, everybody was saying sex sells. She didn't, she just. She sold her, the brand. She was the brand. And I just needed that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Mm hip-hop. Do your love for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always asked this, and I know you said you saw the interview that I did with um, Wendy, at least that um, snippet. Mm -hmm. When it comes to hip-hop, 
Who is your top five favorite female rappers? Since this is woman in hip hop. Um, Trina, Nicki Minaj, Missy Elliott, of course. Um, Little Kim. Um, damn, I feel like if somebody else should be in there. You got one more. Huh? Don't help. Let her Ooh, be see, authentic. See, that's her. What, that's, it's like Lauren right? that album, but then she dipped out. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm. I'm like kind of mad because she gave us greatness, and then she's like, "All right, peace, deuces." Yeah. So we just celebrated Lauren Hill's uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill album. I think that was nothing was, else. She just how many just years like, ago? She was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna get these five Grammys first to do it." Killed I get mad it. when Beyonce. Got, I'm like, Lauren gave us that, and she didn't even. And Adele got it. And I was like. Lauren was doing this. What happened? I love that you know all of that. It's mm. so dope. Because every time somebody would get five grams, I'm like, damn it, Lauren. Lauren Hill. She started <laughs> um, that. No, I'm not going to add Lauren because I'm a little bit mad at her. Um, <laughs> let me see. You know what? I'm going to have to. I, you got to go with Foxy. Foxy. Yeah, yes. Go Foxy. Come on. Shout out to the B. With BK. My bad. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite female rap album? Hmm. We just bigged up Lauryn Hill album, which is a classic. Give her her five mics. But what is yours? Because this is all about preference. See, the See, cameraman you know just you shouted out Lauryn Hill, but you know I'm all what? about top five. Is your pick? No, I'm gonna have you. to. No, I'm gonna have to give it. I'm gonna have to give it to Lauryn because what's crazy is the music resonated with me when I was in high school, and mm. it resonates with me now. Mm. And she just created a timeless album. A lot of people can't do that, and it's like you can listen to it now, like it's it just came out and. Man, Zion's like in college now. I'm mad at you, Lauren. Zion, like, yeah, he's all Zion, grown. Yeah, I, I saw he was just he born. Went to, like to the prom or something. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but um. Do you start to check yourself? Like, damn, I'm getting up there. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I remember when we had a song about you. Yes, I said we had a song about <laughs> you. But um, I'm gonna have to give it to Lauren. Miss Education. Miss Education. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a favorite sixteen from a female rapper? Um. You know, Little Kim Quiet Storm remix. Technically, it's just like, I mean, yeah, yeah, just. How did it is, go, Karen? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Ah! Um, <laughs> Karen, you got yeah. bars. Come on, mm -hmm. can you spit it? Yeah, I'm. I'm not even gonna pretend to, but I'm gonna have to. I'm. Gonna this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I just have to say, Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm. But then. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it to that. I'm going to give it to that. Kill I was just thinking Ladies Night for a second. No. Yeah, I'm going to have to um, quiet storm. Now, Ladies Night, it's so funny that you said that because that was my next question. And I, I will always ask um, all the female rappers that will come up to Shade 45 when I interview them. Mm -hmm. If they had their version of Ladies Night, who would be their co-stars? Like, who would be their features? So, if you had your dream list of rappers, female rappers on the same record... Mm -hmm that would crush it, your version of Ladies Night, who would it be? Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that formula. You would? You would no, keep it I as... Just, I would just keep it as just the guest appearances were in the video. Mm -hmm. It was just perfect. I don't think anything needs to change from it. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you had OG, I guess Angie was considered the newbie. Yep. It was just, it was... 
Left Eye, Missy. It's just unified. Just everything about that record, and I just, I just, I wouldn't change anything. Okay. Yeah. Now I want to talk about your career. Mm -hmm. Let's get to that. You've been doing a lot of things. A lot, a lot. (laughs) Talk to me about your career in media and how it started. Your fascination for Um, social media, everything media. Well, uh, again, you know, like, I'm a wallflower, so I used to (laughs) be home a lot of the time, and I was just an avid person on the computer, and um, I started making fan sites and just trying to keep, you know, other fans up to date with what's going on with their favorite entertainer and things like that, and I just said I wanted to turn my hobby into a career. It took some time, Mm -hmm. but eventually, you know, I figured it out when I worked at Diplomat Records and helping create their Dipset Mm mixtapes and just understanding and then going to start my KarenCivil.com site, it was for me, it was just about finding a place where the fans and the musicians kind of can meet mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, entertainers have their websites. They don't really update it. It just tells you tour information, the basic promo pictures. It doesn't tell you, like, the background or anything else that's going on, but mm-hmm. this was just, this was something that I had to do. Mm. So you could say, pray. no, it's fine. Something to pray. <laughs> <laughs> So you can say you being a fan is where you kind of found your niche mm-hmm. in this game because you said you were a fan first. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a fan to this day. It's right. just like I started out as a fan, but I just knew what was missing. It's just like, a you know, starting out with, like, I was a big fan of J.D. Williams. He used to play Bodie on the Wire. Right. And he didn't have a website. You couldn't see what he was working on, what he was doing, anything about him. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the Backstreet Boys. They didn't really have updates. I'm like, okay, they have a show coming up. Can we see the behind-the-scenes photos? Can we see this? Can we see that? So I just said, you know what? I'm going to be the quote-unquote librarian to these guys and create a site where it's just very well documented and fans can see what they're up to, what they're doing, and things like that. Who else did you see do that prior to you? Because um, I don't know anybody else that has no, done it. So it what was it for you? For me, it was just, you know, I was just... You know, I, I was just on the computer. Like, my favorite movie at the time, I don't know if people remember Blank Check. Blank um, Check. The kid who had the Macintosh <laughs> computer. Uh-huh. And it's just like, he was just like a computer geek. So that's, it's just, that was just me. I just, I just love the internet. I love the fact that, you know, again, I knew I was different. I was a Haitian-American girl who didn't have Haitian friends. Black kids didn't really like me. Mm-hmm. White kids liked me, but couldn't really hang with me. So I'm talking to people all around the the world who had things in common with me and it didn't matter my skin color what my name was how I looked we just we had this one thing in common which was the Backstreet Boys or JD Williams so um that's where I put all my time and energy into just creating websites for them and I knew um I could turn my hobby eventually I didn't know how I knew I could turn it into a career which was you know digital media marketing the whole nine we have names for now when you did JD and Backstreet Mm -hmm. did they reach out to you um, and collide J- with you and like verify like you know what this girl she's jd williams eventually did like mm-hmm. his lawyer reached out to me um and then he that's inspiring that's inspiring to hear that so what i realized is the internet can give me what i want because i created the site his lawyer reached out to me gave me his number and then he actually took me out we went to ihop for my birthday like picked me up did the whole thing we had a conversation i was like whoa internet got me popping because <laughs> you know people were going down there to find boyfriends and do everything else i just wanted to meet the people that i loved and um i submitted for mtv fanatic and it was just like even for my site for the backstreet boys i didn't they didn't pick me they picked a girl from like detroit or chicago or something like that okay. but still it gave me an opportunity to meet them so i was just like i love what the internet is helping me 
move outside of my community or my environment right and just see kind of see the world and and, and just talk to people from across the globe i love how your passion t- got you where you are today yeah now after that, you were at Hot 97, and you yes. were with... Talk to me about that. How old were you? Because you interned so, with um, um, Funk Flex? Yeah, it was like... I think I was like 20, 21. Okay. Um, with Funk Master Flex, I entered an Angie Martinez Apprentice Contest. This was when we liked Donald Trump. Um, well, okay. When I liked him. Um, <laughs> so I entered her Apprentice Contest that she had the second year, mm-hmm. and um, I entered, got in the first 100, 30, 10, 3... Down the final two, I didn't make it, but Flex liked me, and I got to be a part of his show, which was to me really where I kind of put my got my start, like my foot in the door, because I didn't use that as a like, oh, I get tickets, I get to hang out. I really just tried to learn as much as possible and just try to be a sponge up there and learn what he likes. Just just become so embedded in the show that they couldn't get rid of me. I'd set up his things, get the questions ready. Just any. I didn't wait for somebody to ask me to do something. I just did it before it was asked. Like what, for example? Um, give, me, give me an example. Get the listeners so, an example. So, like, Big Dennis was the board op. Mm-hmm. Flex was there, and then it was Tap Wizard. So I come in. I know Dennis likes his green tea with three sugars. Make sure that was sitting there for him. Flex, make sure his records are out in the order because there's some records he likes to play more than the others. Like, knowing his routine, mm-hmm. making sure those records were set, the needles were put down and everything. Everything was set up for him. Um, making sure, like, you know, we had to go through... Um, he had contests, questions, like, you know, radio drops and things he had to do. Making sure all those things were aligned and thing. If he had guests getting questions ready, because Flex really did not care about, like, getting to know the artist. <laughs> So, I'm so, very familiar with that style of interviewing <laughs> from other people. So, but you made sure he was on yeah, point. I made sure, like, just got the questions ready, everything else. I just wanted them to be as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. so they go in because at the end of the day, they're the, the talent. Yeah. So, you know, they're talent too. Just making it as easy as possible. If his kids came in, I kept his kids busy. Mm-hmm. No job was too big, no job was too small. Tell me how did that conflict with your friends at the time because you, you, you know 21 is young yeah. and at that time that's the turn up age if we could be yeah, real um, so i was really never like a turn up kid so mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me so it's like my room was downstairs and like my mother didn't have to worry about me sneaking out or doing certain things i just it was just certain things i just wasn't programmed and didn't care about like the average person like my parents always um not well not my parents but my brother always was just like i think you're a golden girl I was like, what does that mean? Because I was like old before my time. Oh, actual golden girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Was like, old like lady. Old. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I didn't like sneak out and really like I probably went to like three or four parties in my teenage mm. years. I, it's just certain things I just I was preparing for my. I was just so excited for my future. I didn't really care about what was happening in the present. I, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. But for me, I just was excited for what was to come. It's so interesting um, you say that because I feel like the millennials resonates with you mm-hmm. so much. And everybody wants to turn up. And if we go to your social media, you're everywhere. Like everywhere. Yeah. So it's great that you're telling the kids, like, I was focused. I had tunnel vision. Like, yeah, I didn't I just mean, get here because I, I was, mean, like, you know, standing people, on chairs and people shit. People look at the social media and like, man, you know, people, like, I've had interns, like, revolving through, like, oh, yeah, it's about to be fun. Dude, I'm, like, I'm not hanging with Lil Wayne and Nipsey Hussle all day. Like, it's actual work, you know, and it's actual, it's meetings, it's this, it's that. And I'm, like, Instagram and social media is, like, two seconds. 
So you don't understand the, the, the time and effort that goes into a day to make things happen, to prepare and stuff like that. It's it's a lot. And then especially when you're wearing more than one hat. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, 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 you know, really that time restraint and just, you know, just continuing to be focused. That's just my main thing. And just making my time management is very important. Right. Yeah. And that's why I need for the people to understand that's, yeah watching you yeah because it's so glorified social yeah. media glorifies everything but the way you described how you were then yeah. you're still that way today i'm still this i'm still that way to now it's yeah. just i have to make sure you know the work gets done i have to prioritize and make sure because there's a lot of people counting on me yeah. you know i have a lot of employees yeah. it's artists that i work with it's a lot of people writing and depending on me so it's not Karen, oh, what are we doing later? We we finna turn up? No, gotta go to studio session. I got a personal life. I got a family. So it's it's a lot of things that that come into terms and things I gotta get done. But you know when people see social media, they're like, oh, life is lit. I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, it's, honey. Yeah, it's a lot of blood, a lot of sweat. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I'm like, with all the sweat and everything, I was like, I could have lost at least 15 pounds when I stepped on the scale. I'm like, what's going on? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. <laughs> and um, the tears are definitely there. But yeah. it's all about sucking it up when I step outside. It's just like, all right, you step into the world. Talk to me about how it is being a woman in this industry that's male dominated um, and just maintaining and demanding your respect. How difficult it, is that for you being it gets, a woman? It gets, it gets very brutal at times yeah. because I, I feel like the last two years have definitely been very difficult for Why? me in a sense. Especially like on social media, I get a lot of backlash and ridicule for things that men do all the time. Like? Especially like, I'm not going to go into particulars, but like mm. they do all the time to me. People want loyalty. People want all these things from you, but they don't give it in return. People don't respect your business mm. mindset, you know. And it, it, it just kind of throws me off. But at the same time, I just try to look at the glass half full. I'm like, I can't be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, you know, when you step into where people think, oh, she's going to be nurturing. She's going to be this and so sweet. I'm like, no, I have to put my business hat on. You have to respect me, you know. And, and it's frustrating when people, they don't see your, they don't see your determination. They don't see your drive. They channel that mask it as you being a bitch you being demanding i'm like no it's if my male counterpart came in here you'd be like oh he's he's about his business he's a boss why am i why is he a boss and i'm a bitch if i'm asking for the same thing and the only thing that's different is our gender so you know you definitely have you definitely have those moments but again i don't let them i don't let them stop me from my ultimate goal because there are people who are going to come there are people who's going to go and it's nothing i can do you know i'm at a place now where you know, I feel like my core group, the people that I'm working with, is so set. And God continues. I'm very big spiritually. Like, God continues to protect me. He lets me see people for who they are. And they kind of just usher their way out of my life. And I keep going. Because at the end of the day, you know, my business is what I have. My career is what I have. Yeah. Because first chance, no offense, first chance somebody gets to destroy you or try to take something from you, they're going to do it. So it's just, I have to protect myself. 
first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about the other women in the industry or the camaraderie among us as women. Mm -hmm. How important is that to you Um, to have that? Or do you feel you have that? Or is it difficult for you? Because they tag us as being catty. That's the number one thing. Yeah, it's. but I I don't let other people's, like, for me to to value somebody else's opinion, for me to care about somebody else's opinion, I have to value them. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just like... (laughs) No offense, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care for you. So, so I never want to put my pl- myself in a place where it's just like men can be, have ten of them, and it can be two of us, and and it's like oh we have to compete. No, yeah. I don't compete where I don't compare. So it's just like it it it's it's not something that I focus on. Do you I'm find just, that you get support though from other women? Oh, I definitely do. Okay. I have, a, I have you know I built my whole live civil platform and the whole foundation of that is just to empower us to make us feel good to take away the labels like when i moved to los angeles i met so many incredible women i'm like hey do you know so and so they're like no why would i know i'm like ooh. Shade. That was honey. a little cunty. That was a little shade. Yes. So I, I created the brunch so people can meet each other and be like, okay, just because this person works at this corporation or this is a reality star doesn't mean we can't be friends. We shouldn't let what we do define who we are. And some of those people left and are the best of friends. I'm like, girl, I remember when you was like, why would I know? And I was like, look at your little, you and your BFF now. And now y'all kick in. Yeah. Okay. So those moments honestly make me feel really good. And I'm just all about. I never want us to be, I never want to be the minority in the room. I felt like that at so many companies, and I don't want to walk into a room like, damn, I'm the only, people get excited by that. I don't. It's scary when you're like, damn, I'm the only black female in here. I'm mm-hmm. the only woman of color. I want to look to my left and to my right and just feel like it's a great group of people, mm-hmm. you know? Talk to me about KarenCivil.com. Now, you started that back in, what, 2008? Yes. started the site in 2008, um, and it was just my way of creating a place where fans can interact with like their artists know about details of how songs were produced how things were done without necessarily like the gossip you know they just felt like every female or black female who had a website we just cared about who they were spilling the tea with spilling the tea there's nothing wrong with that you know, mm. I like a good camera meal myself. Right. <laughs> you know, green tea once in a while. Yes. But like, Make it piping hot. Honey. Yes. yes. But, it's just, but it just wasn't for you. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. And I'm like, yo, I, I dig that. have a personal life. I don't care who they sleep with. I just want to know about the beat. Can I just get a high else. five real quick? So. Yo, it's so crazy because I clearly I'm on that shit too. Yeah. I'm like, I've done that, been there, but it's like. It's redundant after a yeah, while because everyone's spilling the tea. Yeah, I'm like, I can't even keep up. And that, now it's just like, now you don't even need a site. You just need an Instagram. So I'm like, it just, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. I was like, you know, I loved what Miss Info was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's already Miss Info. I'm like, I'm not trying to compete or be, why can't we have options? So I just. Why can't just, it be more than one? Yeah. Yeah. So I decided um, I'm just going to create KarenCivil.com and I'm just going to just do me, just be the hip hop blossom. Hip Hop Blossom. Yes. 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 Shout out to the listeners. Y'all don't know who Blossom is. Just Google (laughs) Smoogle. That's such a throwback. Mm -hmm. I love it. She was so cute. She was so dope. Blossom back in the day. Now, what's the difference? Okay, KarenSilver.com, and you got Always Civil Enterprise. Oh, Always Civil folded into the Marathon Agency. Okay. But there's KarenCivil.com, which is all things entertainment. And then there's LiveCivil.com, which is just all about women empowerment and just yeah just you know beauty health education just helping you get better at whatever you may be doing yeah yeah now talk to me about 
wheezy. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's when, and you can let me know if you can test yeah. or not, that's kind of when your career, I feel, really took the turn or where it catapulted to where you are yes. now. When you were like arm in arm with Mr. Yeah, Carter. Hey, listen, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are out here try to take credit, but Wayne and Mac Man to me, Wayne and, and Mac Main are really, they gave me a shot and opportunity, and I mm. can never, ever, ever say anything bad about both of them because mm. it didn't. I'm like, yo, I want to write a book. And like, all right, let's do it. Yo, I want to do X, Y, Z. All right, let's do it. Yo, I want to, can I host this? Can I do this? Can I? Like, they didn't be like, yo, sit down. You doing, too, you know, people say you doing too much, or, you know, there are people who want you to be good but not great. They wanted me to be excellent. Mm. So they always gave me an opportunity. So when it came to his social media and, and his platform, they could have went with a larger company. They could have went with this. And I started my Always Civil Enterprise at the time, and that was my first client. So I didn't Weezy. have a resume or anything else. We started Weezy Thanks You. Vogue magazine gave it Best Music Blog. I got an MTV award from it in 2010. So it was just an incredible time. And that, you know, they were the reason they... For me going to LA, getting a job at Beach by Dre because they saw the work that I was doing with Wayne. This is not a good, you know, there are people who are trying to hire for these companies or go to these companies. They're mm-hmm. going through career builder and everything else. And I remember when I met with Omar, he was like, You have a resume? I'm like, No. <laughs> a resume? I was building my career on not having a resume. I was like, Nah, I don't have a resume. I mean, you can see what I'm doing online. I was about to say, and, my work speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they offered me they offered me a position. I was like the twelfth person at Beast by Dre, but it it all started with Wayne and Mac Main and, and just more than anything, it's just Mac Main has been very he's been very instrumental in my growth mm-hmm. personal and business wise. It doesn't matter. Like it's just man, I call him and ask him for anything. We just did this event in Miami a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, Yeah, I need I need Wayne to pull up. You know, Miami was 100-something degrees. Yes. He had Wayne come stay, <laughs> take the pictures. Really? The thing. I was like, yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. I absolutely, yes. But this, these are people who I'm like, yo, I was like, my dad may have to sit out for my wedding. You may have to walk me down the aisle. Wow. Like, that pops. I, yeah, I was like, you may have to chill out. I'm like, you may have to chill out less than my, because he lives. So instrumental, has, yeah. Yeah, he just... Just and then don't want no credit for nothing. It's not like yo, you don't shout me out enough. You need to do this. You need to do that. He just wants. It's just like people who just naturally want you to be great. Yeah, and so hard to find. Yeah, that's and from a I'm, guy, I'm never letting it go. He just always wants me to be great. Now, how did you initially meet Cashman? How did you initially meet Mac and Wayne? Who Mac was it first? Main, I met Mac Main first um, when I was in Miami. When I was in Miami through a mutual friend and pulled up we talked said yeah i'd love to work with you guys da, 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 da. Yeah. this was the very early stages when you know tiger was first coming out right and you know they come to new york and he'd be like yo we just need help moving around i take tiger around just whoever they had just help in any way that i can when they were in the tri-state area mm-hmm. and then how did you find them though was they like at an event yeah like they were in new york and you pretty much just stepped to them was it just no like no it? like with mac i met mac through we exchanged info through a mutual friend. Okay. So when I was in Miami, I said, hey, I'm in Miami. I'd love to connect with you and talk. And he said, all right, cool. We met up. And I said, yeah, I'd love to work with you. Let's figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, he, he probably, you know, most people hit him like, the good thing is like most people probably hit him, probably want to date him. I'm like, yo, I want to work with you. Like, mm. what's up? Da-da-da-da. So then he hit me probably like a month later, like, yo, I got 
What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Tiger coming to A month New later. York. Yeah, he's like, I got Tiger coming to New York. Need you to move him around. Done. Went to Shade. Went to all the radio. Right. Did like Cell. Did everything he could possibly like. Went to all the places. And then I just, our relationship built from there. I was like, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to just get it done. See, I love that. I love that yeah. you share that. That's why I asked. Because I need more yeah. details. Because I feel like people see you. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, well, what did she do? How did it happen? You know, they I think always, it happened overnight. Yeah, I always get the, like, I get so confused. People are like, what did she do? I'm like. Why are we so set on one title? Because I'm sorry for a man can be like, I'm an entrepreneur. We take it. When a woman says she's an entrepreneur, what what you mean? You sell hair. You do nails. I was like, why do we have to like, what? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an author. And they're like, multifaceted. Yeah, like, I don't know exactly what you do. I'm like, it's not my fault that you can't wrap your mind around it. Like, Mm. you see what I do. You just don't want to understand Mm -hmm. because I don't know if they just put us in this one category box or it's just people are just so like, um, focused on just one label and us doing one thing. I'm like, no, I do more than one thing, and I'm comfortable with that. I'm, I'm, if you want to push it down to one thing, I'm an entrepreneur. I just, I just do me. I have my own companies, my own business. I run my own show. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds up. And I like because you spoke early on about Angie Martinez and you kind of watching her career go from doing radio mm-hmm. to having an album to mm-hmm. performing at the award show. So it's almost like you. You can tell why people will say that. I understand why people will say that, but I can understand why mm-hmm. you do what you do. Yeah. Because you looked up to other people prior to you and seeing that they didn't put themselves in a box. So yeah. why should you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Angie Martinez was the biggest factor for me because... And as women, so, we're not one-dimensional. I mean, God damn. Yeah, we, we're definitely not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just... Now more than ever, I don't think people should even be asking me that because there's so many things we do now. It's so many different opportunities and and, and careers and things women are doing. Mm-hmm. But with Angie, what was so great is I tried out to be her intern. I, I remember writing that email from home and then getting the call from her apprentice, Mike. I tried out to be her intern. Yeah. And then just being up there with her, hearing her, you know, her feedback on me. And then I remember when she said to me, she was like, I should have picked you. Oh. And I was like, damn, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It's, she didn't have to tell me that, but that to this day, that meant so much to me. And then I remember Nipsey performed a summer jam, and I hadn't seen her in years. Nipsey performed a summer jam, yeah. and she was on the cart, and I was like, she probably ain't going to remember me. She was like, Karen, gave me the hug. I said, oh, my God. Because I tried not to. I'm like, you know, I don't want to do too much. I'm like, yo, Angie, get, sit, sit, you, you remember me? me? Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> this was like maybe four or five years ago. She's like, can't give me a hug. Right. And then when she had her dinner for her book, um, I got the invite for that. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go. This is going to be a vibe. I was there. It started at 8. I got there at 7.15. Nice. Because I was like, I got to get a good seat. Nice. I like, I'm going to set the tone. I'm cheating. This is like, this is the last supper. This nice. Is I'm at the end of the table. I'm trying to get close to Jesus. Yeah. So then, <laughs> when the room, they like, I think I was like next to her or like her fiance. And I was like, hmm. Yo, this wow. is so fun. And then we like kept taking these pictures for Gaddy, and then she wrote my book, and then she mentioned me in the book. Oh, and wow. And this is like, 
this is Angie Martinez. Yes. You know what I mean? And then, like, I DM'd her and told her what I thought of the book. She was like, yeah, here's my number. I was like, whoa. Now, now I'm not going to lie. I get moments with certain people. I can, like, fan out. I've met people. But Angie is just, Angie is Angie. Yes. So it's just, like, that meant a lot to me. And it's just the little things. And she's just always been super supportive and nice every time I see her. And I absolutely, like, I absolutely love her. And the last time I had this dinner for Cheesy, and she was tired and done, but she still came. And I was like, oh, now Angie's at an event. I'm doing support. And yes. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I'm going to do an Angie Karen timetable. I absolutely, like, she's incredible. I love that you yeah. still are like, you know yeah. what I mean? You like, still then, love. No, yeah. I'm still, at the end of the day, I'm still a fan of, you have to be. I'm still a fan of, of her. And I just like, she didn't put herself in a box. She didn't let you know, one station to find her. She went out and she did her thing. Definitely. She on TV and doing this yeah. and doing that. And she reinvented herself. And I just, I just love that she's living for her. She's living in her purpose. And that's something that I feel like we don't have enough of. Mm -hmm. And I could go on and on about her, but like, I absolutely like, it's too, it's, it's too, like, edges that I love. I love her and Angela Yee. Those Dumb. are just, yeah, those are just, the yin, I don't even, the yin and the yin. I don't even want to say the yin and the yang. Just two dope yeah, females just doing their thing. Just two dope females doing their thing. I love that you get props to them. Yeah. Um, talk to me about, okay, now we talked Brooklyn, Jersey, uh, moving to LA, yeah. dealing with a lot of these different yeah. artists and yeah. wearing these different hats. Yeah. The hood to the White House. What Ooh, the hell? Yeah. To me, that was mind-blowing. Baby girl, sister girl up in the White House. I need to know. That was a vibe. Girl, high five. That was a vibe. I wanted to meet you just a high five before yes, that. Was, that. That was a vibe. That was a vibe. I remember when I took a picture of Barack's desk and I put my feet up. Yeah. I sent that to people as a Christmas card. I'm like, no gifts. Y'all going to catch this. Feet up. My boss lady shoes. I was like, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Good day. I was like, yes. this is what everybody is getting. But... It started with... Please um, break that down to me. How did that um, happen? I will say what really was instrumental in it, Terrence J. Okay. So Terrence J reached out. He was doing stuff with HBCUs at the White House. He was the first reason I went there. I was like, oh, this was nice. And I met people there who were fans of mine. And they're like, we follow you on social media. So then they reached out to me and they had me come talk at a women of... No, that was Champion of Change was with Terrence. They had me talk and do opening remarks for 50 women in the U.S. who were doing incomparable things. Okay. And I was like, oh, you want me to give opening remarks? This is a moment. It was like on the White House website. Yes. They had me in the program, on the site, the, the press release they put out. Yes. And that was when it started. I, you know, I went to the White House Christmas party. Right. And, it's, and it, it started to grow from there. And then... Um, now this is, you know, we're coming into election time, getting ready, and Hillary's team reached out to me, and they were like, hey, you know, we love your voice, we love what you're doing for African-American women, and just, you know, you're just being yourself. We'd love to have you, um, we'd love to have you come and maybe host one or two events, and I hosted an event in Atlanta, and it went so well. I don't know if they were, like, testing me out, but I just, I was in my glory. I was like, <laughs> what? I love Monica. Monica was there. I the was, singer Monica. Yes. Yes. I was like, selfies with Monica. I was in the back just like, 
I was like running all over the place. People were like, what is this girl doing? Oh my God, how's your music? Monica, yes. I was a kid, I got to introduce Hillary and the event went so well and it was just like, they just loved my personality. It was like, we're gonna do something in Harlem. And then they just, I became the like official host for the rallies. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an incredible feeling. It was great. And then, of course, you know, I'm never one to just stop it with me. So any way I can um, try to bring in people that I work with or just try to create some sort of change. Because, of course, I'm going to have my fan moment. And being great, you make your money, you get your look. But at the end of the day, we want to create some sort of change. Right. So my big thing was um, helping Haiti. And prison reform. And prison reform is something that's super important. And, you know, that's something that's dear and near to Pusha T. So Pusha T came in and he was helping out. He was helping with um, um, who's gonna, who was running as the vice president and and things like that. It was just, it was it was a great time. You know, unfortunately, we lost. Yeah. And um, it, I'm not going to lie. Like, I saw my four years because I was like, I'm going to move to D.C. I'm going to do this. I'm going to wow. do that. And it was going to be a, a big change for me, but everything happens for a reason. Mm. But um, we didn't win. It sucked even more because that day was my birthday. Oh, really? Was yeah. it? November 8th is my birthday, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, there's going to be a moment. We got a cake. Uh, yes. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, that's it. I was like, after this, I'm retiring off the ground. That's going to be it. But then didn't win. And um, still, you know, still continuing. I was just like, you know, everything happens for a reason, but. Still continuing with the Live Civil platform, mm-hmm. um, still with with my Live Civil organization, mm-hmm. just just making sure that I'm still pushing out change. You know, it didn't stop with just the election. When it came to the election, what was one thing that you can say that stood out that Hillary said to you that you will always take with you? You know, for me, just turning her team was just about um, unity to finish what Barack Obama started. Mm-hmm. You know, to continue to unify unify us as a country. Mm-hmm. You know, her team was so diverse. And when I walked in, I felt like I've never been with a company where I felt so good. Where you walk in and you see women and men of different races, different this and that. And it just, it just felt like the UN. Yeah. And it's just like everybody was excited about life. And that's how I felt when I went to the White House where everybody's high-fiving. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Everyone's excited just about life. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And and that's just what I took from her team. It was just it, it it just it was an incredible feeling. And you know I'm usually a loner, work for self, and everything else. But yeah. it just felt good to be part of that team. I can imagine. Yeah, it felt good to be part of her team, to be around her, and just everything they were doing, especially like Diara, who was working with her. It was just mm-hmm. I, like Diara is like a sister to me, and it was just like I I felt like I had an extended family, and and unfortunately, you know. We didn't win, and it was, it was you know, the the next couple of weeks were definitely sad for me because I, I planned out, you know, when you plan your, your four life, years yeah. of what's getting 
change and this and that and then it doesn't care the politician was that what we was aiming for you was was going to take it to dc i was was definitely looking for a change i still was going to be karen yeah but on a different platform and creating some creating real change yeah creating because that's really where it happens where it's really so many people were complaining like oh i can't believe you would work for her and you'd be part of this because what was done in Haiti. I'm like, listen, we can mm-hmm. complain about it or we can help create some sort of change. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about what could have, should have, would have happened, this and that and everything else. I just want to go in and I want to help, you know, them understand us, understand young millennials, what's happening next, how they should be targeting us, how they should be talking to us. And I said, if I can go in there and help with that, why not? Yeah. Why not use my platform to create that, that positive change in the world that we need to see? And um, unfortunately, again, she didn't win, but I'm still using my platform to continue to help the change in Haiti, to to give just in Haiti and just in New Jersey as well, Brooklyn as well, just all the places that are important into into my factor of growing up and helping me be Karen Civil. Just continue to create change there. You know, I couldn't do it at the White House, but I'm still going to just just I mean, do you're doing period. it today because yeah. you was just telling me, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. You was telling me that you was doing a lot of help over in Houston. So it's, it's like, what are you doing with, with that? It's even with that situation. It, it, it's just like, you know, I've been planning Haiti for the last few weeks and this Houston situation happened. Yeah, unfortunately. And I'm on the call and I'm like, yo, we're talking about Haiti, but what about Houston? Yeah. And then they're like, Karen, focus, focus, focus. I'm like, no, I can't. It's right now. It's like technically not. It's happening right now. And I was there yeah. the week prior. In Houston? Yeah, oh. for James Harden Charity Weekend. And mm. I'm like, I was just here. I feel like we should be doing something, donating. So that's just what my day went towards. It's just... You have your set day of meetings and everything else. I'm like, I have to stop what I'm doing to focus on this, to get things going, to help create, to help do something, you know. And 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 that's really that's really what it was for me. And then spend the rest of the, the next day, all the meetings and everything else I mix, and and going back to continuing the planning for Haiti. But if I can take a couple of hours to help people who who've lost everything, yeah, yeah. Now, what it, I do want to talk about the campaign real quick. Now that I know mm-hmm. it was on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, what were your thoughts? Now, I know for me, when it came down to the wire and it was like, wait a minute, is this guy really about to win? Mm-hmm. Two words just kept floating through my head. And I'm like, are we really in a real racist world? Are we really in a real sexist world? I think more than What anything, was it for you? We're, we're more in a sexist world where um, white women did not vote for her. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, they just didn't see power in a woman they didn't think she could she could do it and that's mm-hmm. the sad part and these are the same people who are about to get their welfare cut and all these budgets and everything that he's taking from them yeah. and it's and it's disheartening when they're like oh i voted for him like, but he's taking away all your stuff like what are you talking about right. but they're still just adamant and still going with it just because he's a white man and they're like oh he's a businessman i was just like who has failed who has filed for bankruptcy so many Plenty times, times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so many failed businesses. He's not a businessman. He's not a politician. He is a reality star, and you guys let him have his platform. So this lets me know where the world is. But again, I'm always going to continue to look at the glass half full. So we have to step up more than anything and just, you know, be a community and take care of one another. Okay. Um, what's the biggest misconception would you say about Karen Civil? Um, biggest misconception most people don't know I'm very anti-social because social media just makes oh she's so many people like hey what's up and I'm like hi they're like oh she acting light skin yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, 
while she's just, I'm like no I'm just a wallflower like there are times I'm home reading books yeah. personal life I'm sitting on FaceTime talking to Bay. so it's just <laughs> so it's just I don't I'm just home a lot with my yeah. dog just you know I go surfing so they're like when they come in like yo we going to AOD I'm like no I'm not <laughs> I'm like what are we doing I'm like not doing it like yo we hitting we hitting Benihana's we doing that I'm like no. I'll be catching Z's yeah. my dude while y'all doing all of that even yeah. when you can't be here I was like I'm so happy you're here yeah, girl like, so yeah, what you doing afterwards you turn like, it up I was like no I was to Nipsey's birthday party the other day uh-huh. I was like Hey, I'm here. He's like, all right, KC. Yeah, he, I was in the car. I was like, I'm about to go. He's like, you leaving? I said, listen, I gave a good 15 minutes. I was like, I'm very supportive. I'm here. I didn't throw any money. I was about to. But then I <laughs> That's why I love this podcast, because it really enlightens people, enlighten people on who you are versus like- what... Or yeah, how you're perceived. Yes, it's Listen, crazy. Because even I thought you was the turn no, up queen. Like, I take the most. For certain <laughs> things, like when I'm with my girlfriend's girlfriends uh-huh. and we're out and we're off and it's great. But like I take an awesome photo. I'll take a killer photo with whoever. We set the shot up. It's like it goes a lot into it. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like, <laughs> even when I go to an event, they're like, girl, you was here? I said, yeah, I touched that carpet. I did my walk around. I said my hello. And I chucked my deuces. Yeah, I left them. I'm like, don't even park the car. I'll be back in 20 minutes. So dope. I, res- yeah. I love it. I respect it even more. Ain't so nothing wrong like, with turning up. Yeah, but it's nothing I love wrong it. with it. It's just, I, love it. I just let people know, like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm meeting people halfway. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this is a business where you got to shake hands, kiss babies. So I'm still out. I'll still come out. You know, that's still part of this business. But then I do it just enough. I, like, there are people who are at the opening of an envelope. And I just, I'm like, yo, how are you out every day? Like, it's not that. It. No offense, it's not it. that meaningful. In Los Angeles, you will get lost very quickly. Because mm-hmm. they'd be like, hey, so-and-so's having a party. This person's having a party. I'm like, do you have business with the person? Or do you just get to go on Snap and say you're living? And like, look like you live. Yeah, like, I want to actually have it and not look like I have it. So, I'll go home. And then... Work I'm, on getting it. Yeah, I'll do I mean, it again I tomorrow. I'm for my crib, so I'm gonna enjoy every piece of everything in here. <laughs> so yes, I am home. <laughs> now you did break up your relationship a few times. Now, as a woman in hip hop and woman in this industry, how difficult is that for you to kind of have your love life and oh, and be is. a businesswoman? It is. I'm not gonna lie. It is very difficult. Oh, thank you. Go, go, girl, you're making it look easy. Hell no. And I'm like, yo, absolutely I'm so not. jelly right now. No, she got cocked to go home to yeah, and, like, and being successful is hard. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. It's not easy. Yes. I'm not even on the front. Okay. Because you don't know who's there, who's actually there for you. Yes. If they're there because they want a record from Wayne, if they just want to get on. That's what I get a lot. A lot of people have, and, and they know your weakness you know, sometimes people will prey on your weakness. They know the things that you like. Like, I don't need somebody. I don't need somebody to come in and be like, oh, I'm about to buy you a bag of this. I can get that myself. But when somebody comes in and pretends they want to spend time and put effort and they, they give you just enough, and you're like, oh, okay, he understands me. And then their true colors show. Damn. So I've been through that a lot. Like, I had one public relationship. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just. With the guy. Um... Yeah. No names, but it's okay. like I had the one public relationship because we're in a good place now. You oh, know, that's good. I shaded him a little bit, so we we. I heard an interview. Yeah, no, I had to go I, in. There. I heard an interview. Shout out to Tax. Yes, yeah, I heard it. Tax. <laughs> I heard yeah, because folks was trying to play me on the gram. Is like, that what happened? I. Oh, but that's what usually I'm dealing, happens. I dealt with that too. Yeah. 
And it's I'm hard because like, you're a woman and I'm like, they bro. want you to be cute and pink. And it's like, fuck that. But you know, it's a fine it's like, line. I tell people, I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, don't ever try to play me because you used to mold my name. So don't ever try to play me. Oh. Like, I'm not even trying to be, don't ever. Try. So I looked at it like, you trying to, pl- what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? But. Because we but, have so much more that we can expose. Yeah. I'm like, don't, don't do it. But it gets to a point too. Um, I have to realize, like, I opened myself up for that. Because Why I you pretended, say that? What the hell does that I mean? I pretended the relationship was perfect because I wanted people to think you can have it all. Yeah. And I wasn't being honest and true to myself. That wasn't a perfect relationship. But I made it seem like he was Prince Charming, he was this, and then you have yeah. the, I call them the treasure hunters, the people who go looking for your treasure, which is your happiness. Yes. People who pretend they're friends or they're this and they're that, and they try to come in and infiltrate your situation. Yeah. And if the... If the foundation and the root is not solid, it's going to break apart. And our situation wasn't really solid like that. So, you know, he did what he did. And I was at a place where I was cool. But then when he, like, attacked me and threw me off. And, you know, I I could have handled the situation better. I didn't need to go, you know, firing shots and everything else. But, you know, we spoke recently. And, you know, I still have Recent, recent? Yeah, like. Doing the BT Awards, like okay. he reached out, so it's like even with the the Meek situation, he called me right after, like, how can we fix this? Which threw me off, cause I'm like, damn, I hated you, and, and me and Meek were friends. Now it's like switched around, so it right. just it was it was a really weird place. But you know, that was one that was my only public one. Now I'm like, listen, Karen, you don't have to give everything to everyone. Right. You can have things for yourself. And I'm at a place where it's just like I've met so many different people. I've I've tried to have relationships. I've tried to do things. And, you know, you just got to watch out. People are just, people aren't very honest, you know? And, and it's, and it's. I'm not going to front it. It's very hard. You have to understand that people who appreciate you for you, mm. and we can't settle. You mm. cannot settle. I'm, I'm tired of being to the point of, like, we think we have to set our standards a bit lower. Like, oh, well, you know. We can't have it all. Yeah, like, oh, we, you know, we may be, people like, oh, Carrie, you too intimidating. I'm like. Fuck that. You're not going to tell me because I have my shit together I'm intimidating. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not about to set myself down for them to come to, to reach to their bring level. Them no, up. you got to level up to reach me. That's what it should be. So now I'm in a place. Now it's just like I'm not in a necessarily relationship, but I have someone who I appreciate. And we have great conversation. We're getting to know each other. It's not in a rush. I don't need to put it on social media. They're content with who they are. And I'm just like, I'm good. You just appreciate each yeah, other. Yeah, and then it's like when you have something that's genuine, you're like, yo, what was this? What was that before? Yeah, that I'm was, like, that was so I've been sitting there, like, you ever seen the Rihanna meme? And she's like, <laughs> yes. I've I been doing, like, dang. And it's like somebody who wants to know about your day, like, how to become better, who don't want nothing from you but for you to be better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so secure in their life and have have received and just in a great place that's what that's what we just all need we just have to stop thinking oh you know maybe this maybe that or we we talk we talk ourselves out of things we we think we don't deserve we don't deserve somebody who's genuine we don't deserve somebody who doesn't cheat oh men cheat no talk about it yeah like oh no like people now it's like we should just accept it like no like we should accept you know meaty someone being mediocre no no that's not fair I'm at a place, I'm cool. You know, people are like, oh, you're dating. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to put it on the gram for y'all. 
So it's like I have something that's mine. I have something that's cool. I'm not pressed. Would you I'm say good. this though, like mm-hmm. the relationship that you're in right now, without going in detail as far as who the guy is in any, any of that? I don't necessarily like. I'm not. We, we have a great. We're in a great space. We're great mm-hmm. friends. But isn't yeah. it like? Because you seem very happy, right? And yeah. you said, you know, prior to that situation, you kind of pretended, yeah. you know, that everything was peachy. When it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Now that you're in the place where it's like, you know, I'm happy. Look, yeah. you're like cheese. I'm seeing like every <laughs> tooth in your mouth right now, which is great. Yeah. Don't you realize it's like, you know, I didn't even ask for much. I didn't even want much, really. Yeah, and this is what was... Because I feel like that's what a lot of us even, yearn for as women. Not even getting... Cause they make us feel as if we want you, the world and then some, and it's not enough. Yeah, you know what? I like literally <laughs> when I met this person, I was just tired. I was just, I was so rude. I was because you know it's just like when somebody's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm good, right, nigga." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tired? You know, fuck out of here. Yes, man, like yes, skin, right? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah, you know when they like smile, like fuck that. I don't want to smile. You have a good day. <laughs> Like that? I was, yes, that I, was the, I was the, hey, yes, I Tell was Tell your mother to smile. Yeah, <laughs> fuck out of here. I was that. And then it's like, if he didn't be reach out, and I was like, Karen, Karen. you was, was like, not that, was, yo. No, but I was at an event, so I was like, yo, what's up with you, Karen? I gave nothing. I was like, yeah, I gave the dry handshake, yeah, what's up? Ooh. And I looked at my phone like, man, I'm out of here. It's too hot for this shit. I'm going to be around all of this. I'm going. You know, I did my walk around, did my photo. I was like, I'm out of here. But then it's it's the best thing ever. And it's mm. just like, sometimes God gives us things um, when we're most prepared and, you know, even when we, we don't expect it. So I'm just happy. I think, you know, I had to go through, I had to kiss, I had to kiss a few frogs to get to a prince. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Well, shout out. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, homeboy, whoever you are. <laughs> And I love that. And keep it anonymous, man. I, I don't I don't come on this show and try to, like, tell people, you know, spill the tea. You know, this is more so a platform for women to share their story yeah, and to inspire just, other women to be dope. Yeah, it's like we don't have to. We, we, we get into this, like, pissing contest on social media. It's like, oh. Like, my friend's like, ooh, got a new bag. I'm like, bitch, get it in the car before you put it on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, let them wrap it first. Get the receipt. Yes. So I was like, we, we just, like want to show everybody like but we shouldn't like our happiness shouldn't come from a like our happiness shouldn't come from the acceptance from people we don't even know and that's coming so, from a social media yeah, brand yeah, strategist like, and marketing expert yeah like I'm, talk to I, him I'm, I'm on social media like especially like my instagram people like you don't see my you don't see my family really on there you know it's just business it's when i have to put post something work related or whatever the case may be other than that i'm just like living my life if i go to a show I'm looking at my friends live in a show. Hold, I said, so you came to this live show to watch it from your phone. And they're like, oh, you're not recording. I said, you're never going to watch the video again. Never. You know, I was like, you and you're missing one, in the moment. Yeah, I was like, you may get one quick thing for the gram or snap. And then just, just put, I'm like, all right, let me just, here we go. And then I'm done. Yes. And But it's just like, people are whole, whole phone, yeah. Like, I went to this party the other day, the Super Bowl <laughs> party. I was laughing because it was so chill. And then this girl turns on her camera. All the girls start telling me, yeah, 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 turning up. I was like, y'all wasn't doing this five seconds ago. Oh, we're doing it for the snap. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I said, where did this come from? So and they just, get back to being boring and yeah, quiet. Yeah. But I, I love it because it, it, it creates conversations. And you get to know people. And then they feel comfortable, too, where it's just like, oh, shit. And I went out. Like, I remember I went on a, on a date with a guy. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, you're not going to play your snap? I'm like, for what? That's a huge misconception about you, yeah. 
Oh, you thought I was about to stab you? Hell no. Mm-mm. Hell no. So I'm like, so every Is that why you sitting across? What are you doing? Yeah, no, but it was just, I, I don't know if he was used to it. I was like, so every other person you to talk that. to, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like thinking, I was like, no, I'm good. My phone's in my bag. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm good. But, um, but yeah, that's usually, that's usually what it is. And it's just like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. But it, I don't want social media to be the end-all, be-all of my happiness. Yes. You know, I'm not going to let it dictate where I'm going in life, how I live my life, you know, comments of other people to discourage me, to be like, okay, this makes me, you know, to boost my self-esteem. It's just I have to love for myself, and I'm just, I'm living. And yeah. that's the most important thing. Talk to me about how sometimes your work mm-hmm. could conflict with your personal when it comes to because this this is the thing yeah. like we talked about Meek Mill and, and that whole controversy just a little bit yeah. now there was a picture that went viral mm-hmm. where you and Remy Ma was in the hallway Pat mm-hmm. Poos was in a cut and had like a little screw face or yeah. the concerned face and everybody was saying that that was a moment that you two had that where it was like no, an issue with y'all too because yeah. of the Remy Ma and no, Nicki Minaj situation. Can like you I'm explain becoming, that photo and what yeah, that was? I feel like I'm becoming a meme like every month because it's just a thing that happened. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry, it's called a meme. Yes. They told me they was like, "Stop saying meme. It's a meme." <laughs> um, every month, and it's at this point, I don't like. I don't really care because yeah. it's just it's, it's it's life. But it's like I was. Spe- I'm, I sit on the Women of the Move board, and, and was that at NYU? At, yeah, yeah, NYU. And she actually wasn't supposed to be there. She was a last-minute guest. They didn't even really tell me. So it's just like I didn't have a problem with her before. When she was in jail, me and her spoke on the phone. She wanted to do business, but it just never panned out. And um, and um, she was just she was just talking to me about like social media and certain things. It was a regular conversation, and the photographer was there taking pictures. You know, I'm not thinking nothing of it, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And then one fan site, but it was like 30 pictures. Then one fan site took the one picture and made it go viral. And I'm like, but are we looking at the pictures before and after? Or are we just looking at this one picture? And I'm like, okay. this is. I was like, okay. When I first saw one or two people tweeted, then I started seeing it go more and more. And I was like, y'all can't be serious. I was like, y'all want this so bad and want people to care. I'm like, first of all, I'm not in a place where I'm like a violent person or whatever the case may be with threats and this and that. Nobody's touching me. Like, you understand? It's just like, right. we're two adults, we're two women. Like, wh- what is this? Right. You know, I'm like, why is this the, why is this conception? Why are people pushing and fueling this? Why do people want this? But, it, you know, it's just, that just lets me know where where people's mindset is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think much of it. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I dismiss it. I'm speaking on an NYU panel. You're at home judging. Probably you didn't spaces. think much of it because there wasn't anything. Yeah, like you said, nothing. there wasn't what it wasn't were, like, it wasn't anything well, of importance. A TMZ is not calling me, an E is not calling me. Yeah. These are like certain certain blogs trying to post it and, and, and get their likes or their followers up or make something out of it. I can't I, like I can't care about that. Because like, it was the height, I guess, off of the 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 beef with them or the sheet the record. I guess yeah, it came but, after but, that. But like, what what beef was there? Like, mm-hmm. okay, granted, I work because you work with her yeah, and you I stand closely with, by her. Yeah, cool. And I, I guess they people. made it seem like you were doing some manipulating on social media on her behalf. But this is the thing, and that's 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 the misconception. It's just right. like I don't work with Nikki for anything with quote unquote social media. Mm-hmm. So it's just her branding, media, marketing. Plain and simple. Nikki can't pay me to make anyone look bad or to do anything negative or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, it's just like people are at a place they don't want to give her 
her applause. You know, they, whatever, I don't know if they feel like she's had a run or whatever the case may be. She's an incredible individual. So when Marathon Agency started, you know, it's just like, she asked me to pull up to the studio. What are you working on? What are you this? Artists at her platform and her level who've sold millions of records, who have platinum records, number one singles, they don't have to do this. She revived the female's presence in hip-hop. Yeah, but she didn't, she didn't have to do this. Right. There are people who are around me who I have closer relationships with who never said, yo, I want to work with you. I want to see your business grow. I want to see, yo, let's get money together. They're not saying this to me. So this is somebody I wasn't even like I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh snap, she wants to, like she sees the vision. Yeah. So I can't even be mad at that. And I, to me, that's that's a wonderful thing. Like she didn't have to, she didn't have to do that. So you know, she's somebody who I respect on a business level, and I got at the end of the day, I tip my hat off to her. Yes, yes, yeah. we do too here. Woman in hip hop. Yeah. So just to be clear, you and Remy are good. Yeah, There's no, there was no issue, and there never was no issue. Yeah, there was no issue. It's never no issue. I don't like, you know, I, I talked about it on the Breakfast Club. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, it was, it was a photo, and, and people took it. Let me see if I can find the one that went behind it. People, <laughs> took it. people took it and made it negative, and uh-huh. I was just like, wow, this is, I was like, this is what we're doing? Yeah. Like, this just let me know, this just let me know the place that, you know, when, when people... I don't know. At times, you know, I'm like, I don't know if people just see me as too perfect on the internet. So they look, they look for, for things to kind of like chip at the armor. Mm -hmm. So I just let people talk. I'm like, at the end of the day, people are going to talk. People are going to say what they want to say. You know, there are people, again, I always live with, I have to remember there are people in this world who don't want you to be, be great. They want you to be good. They want to see you fail because their lack of success makes them comfortable. Like my success, my success for some reason thinks it's their failure. So I don't know. I was like, I can't, I can't worry about what everyone else thinks of me. I gotta worry about what I think of myself. That's that's something that don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah. No. And you doing this interview, I hope, will enlighten people more as to who Karen Civil is as a person, her struggle, her hustle, and her talents, all of the above. Now, what are you pulling up Here for me go. right now? Here <laughs> we go. Is that a better photo with her smiling, y'all? Kikian. See. Now, you know what? Send me this photo so in the video, I'm going to put this out. When I tell you, I see all y'all grills. Y'all look very happy. Y'all in the moment. I was just like... I I, I really wanted to ask that question because I felt like the picture just... It just had... It ran. Like, it just had legs of its own. And it was like... And then people are like, oh, you should make a statement. I'm like, about what? I'm not making a statement every time somebody makes something up about me. I'm like, I got a life to live. I got things to do. I'm like, I'm just speaking to NYU. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I can't, like, my big thing now is before I used to always come out when it was noise. I'm not, now I just cancel out the noise. I just, I just can't worry about the voices and, and everybody else's opinion. Mm. Yeah. Just busy living life. (laughs) Live civil. Now, when it's all said and done, Mm -hmm. Karen Civil, how would you like to be remembered? You know, I just want people to see somebody who lived in purpose. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's somebody who was genuinely happy, who did not let monetary value, like a dollar, dictate my success. You know, it wasn't about, I want to make a million dollars, I want to make two million dollars. I just want to live in purpose. And if I'm able to help the next person just realize their potential and what they could be doing and finding their happiness, that's what it's about. Hmm. Now, if you could Mm -hmm. talk to the 
six-year-old Karen Civil that mm-hmm. went from Brooklyn to Jersey and mm-hmm. was finding herself there with her ethnicity and mm-hmm. just her background, being Haitian, mm-hmm. dealing with the, the black kids and, and not accepting you for that, all of that. All of that, when you think about all of that, mm-hmm. what would you tell that 16-year-old girl um, today? I probably, see, I get asked that question. I wouldn't change a thing, mm-hmm. but I would just tell myself... Um, I would always say, because there are days I, I'm, I'm very, people don't know I'm very sensitive. And in this business, you always have to have the tough, the tough skin. But when I go home, I take those layers off. And it's like my personal, my personal friends and family know I'm sensitive. And, and there were a lot of things when I was younger and as a kid, when I wasn't accepted, it would make me cry and it would make me emotional. I'd be in my room just for hours trying to get a better understanding of why they didn't like me, why I didn't fit in. So I think I would have literally have told myself, like, the tears aren't they aren't worth it the tears aren't worth it Mm. you know just I wouldn't have spent so much time trying to be somebody else other than myself because yourself is what got you here I saw you doing was it K-Swiss was it Mm -hmm. a campaign or something you was like me being weird yes represent (laughs) smart girl have my own shoe have my own underwear (laughs) oh yes and you didn't bring a pair for me no I know it's all good I don't wear drawers anymore it's all good it's all good (laughs) now i i love that you said that like you being that weird whatever they categorize you as that's what made you back then it was just like i was introvert i was weird i was a wallflower everything they call now now they call it eccentric Mm -hmm. you know and just oh she's so versatile so different so refreshing so divine (laughs) i'm like yes i was all of that all of that so I, I, I love it. Even like looking at like Pharrell's platinum, he built the whole platform. Mm-hmm. He built the whole I am other. Yes, yeah. I am other. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. What's next for Civil? Um Talk to me about what you got going on now and what's next. You know, the continuing my case was partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the underwear line. I have like a few more collections coming out too. So that was just my way of so many people be like, Oh, I wanna sleep with you. I'm like, now you can get in my underwear. <laughs> Now you ain't got to slide in my DM and tell you to get you some drawers and you can smell. Just go get some underwear. And then it's just, they come in so many versatile, so many different sizes. Mm -hmm. It's just like your outfit to go. You go from the gym to, you know, to the club, whatever you want to do. You just, you just put on your sports bra, your tights, whatever, and you go. It's just about making the everyday woman feel comfortable. Um, Working on a new book. Um... Ooh, just, 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 just some stuff. Just, just some, some stuff. stuff. Yes, just Wearing some stuff. many, many hats. Yeah, just some stuff. You know, Making we... y'all all mad and uncomfortable. Y'all gonna be like, what she do? She get into the bag and yes. securing it. Yeah, just, just, just get into the purpose. More get into the purpose. Get, get into the purpose. I like yes. that one better. Yes. Because yeah. I never really secured the bag, which is great. Get yeah, your no, coins. The but... bag is always secured, but getting to the purpose and finding the happiness is great. And then I have my first basketball camp coming up, which I'm really excited about. We're going to do in Haiti. I did one in Jersey that did incredible okay. in Elizabeth. So we're going to do one in Haiti with Adidas Hoops. Yes. So excited. Um, Let me know the next time you come back over to the East Coast. I come okay. through, bring the cameras and, and support. Okay. Yeah, show so we're, up. We're doing Karen Civil Day at Barclays Center again. Um, when is that? In December. Okay. They don't really have good games in December, so we're playing. I think we're doing the Wizards again. Okay. Yeah. So may do the Wizards, um, and I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited yeah. for you. Your future 
obviously looks very bright. Yes. I love what you're doing Shameful. right now. Yes. <laughs> and thank you for speaking to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast and, you know, inspiring all the girls and all the fellas and everyone listening. Now, I like to wrap this up like I do with every guest that come on the show. Mm-hmm. If you can, give me one word to describe the state you're in in life right now. Not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word. One word. Um. Ooh, one word. I like this. This always get people. Because it's one word. And you got a lot going on, too, so I know. I'm just trying to think of the right word. Man, blessed. What blessed. Playing with God. God okay. Like, girl. What would he do? Girl, yeah. He looking down on you like, you better quit playing yeah. with me. Yeah, blessed. <laughs> so, just in every aspect, from personal to business to just my friends, my family, just just everything is coming together. And a lot of things were moved. A lot of things were brought in. And it's just he's, he's making me see the vision of, of the life he set forth for me better. Yes. Yes. Bless. I love that. Thank you so much, Kara. That is it for Woman Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your girl, Jazzy Bell, and we are out. Deuces. Ooh. ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I was done. That is so dope. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. If you're a fan of authentic interviews with legendary artists and notable people in the culture, subscribe to the Holding Court Podcast. See, we a show that cover artist interviews, hip-hop culture, lifestyle, and current topics. <laughs> we got the D-Boys and the B-Boys. See, HCP is where the streets and black excellence meet, and is brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.